Cat school, you all. Cat food, everything around you. Hi, welcome to another episode of Arch Conversations. Today we have with us Vinny from Moonstone. <laughs> so, Vinny, what is your real identity? The... Are you a Pokemon? <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, you bear an uncanny resemblance to Makuhita. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the Makuhita? Isan? No, I'm not going to do that. Maybe if I'm not fixing. <laughs> Later at the end of the podcast, I'll ask him to do it again. He really looks like Makuhita. I kid. Jokes aside, um, I haven't met him for a very long time. I think we met uh, two months ago-ish, roughly. Should be about there, I think so. Yeah. Roughly two months ago, and it was uh, Jerobon from Baker House who introduced us. We were having drinks outside when he came out. Off the bat, um, I fell in love with his cute persona. Look at him, so cute and chubby. She just says that I'm a Pokemon. She <laughs> is a Pokemon because I, I play a lot of Pokemon. And off the bat, I thought this is Makuhita. So immediately we had a bond. Also, he has this really like how you say it, like a like a calm, a bit stoic, a bit aloof kind of like exterior, but interior he's so like. Jelly, so cute. <laughs> okay, so Vinny, what do you do? Me? Yes. Uh, I drink. And? Uh, I own the bar, I guess. This bar that we're in right now called Moonstone. Yep. And before we talk about the bar, let's talk about your journey. How do you get here into this FB, into owning a bar? Uh. Were you always an F&B? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, my parents actually own a place uh, from my grandparents who got it from their grandparents. So it's like... Wow, third generation. Third, third gen. Fourth. Third, third gen. Fourth gen. Fourth gen. Fourth gen already, yeah. So it's a long Jalan Besar. It's called a Ming Chong restaurant. So it's the, it's with the same shop? It's, no, we used to be at uh, Rojo Canal Road. But MBS is actually serving the same food. Same food okay. uh, since 1933. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, wow. usually on holidays, I'll be helping out on weekends. When I was a kid, uh, me and my cousins would go out and help out. So, that was my first sort of like, experience to FMB. But uh, the path I took was like, oh, it's totally different from that. But still originates from yeah, that, that sort of background. Uh, yeah. Is that why you think you fell into it as well? Like which part of this FMB service aspect do you like? I think it sort of helps uh. So like helping out and also like being around customers or like being around like uh, my whole extended family who's, who's always been FMB is, is definitely uh, influenced me. Uh. Um, I always wanted to try to push out like good stuff or like good products to like customers and then when they feel happy, uh, I feel good. Uh. Satisfaction guaranteed. I feel like it's the same with me, like, I like doing service industry because when you make someone full or you make someone something nice to eat or drink and then they walk out happy, it's like, it, it makes me happy. Yeah. And I think that's the full circle, but at the same time, I feel like, wait, let's talk about Moonstone later. Wait, mm-hmm. So how do you get here? So aside from that, okay. moving forward in education, did you always know you were going to go into FMB or did you just do something else? For no, school? actually I was in uh, SMU. I was studying uh, business finance. I uh, always thought I was going to be a 
corporate kind of guy, yeah. <laughs> like a banker or like a financial kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, just opportunities came up, and I took them. And then, by, and then yeah. Moonstone was born. Yeah. So how Moonstone came about? Um, it was actually uh, coincidental. So, so I always wanted to open a bar. Uh, that's why maybe it's like because I'm an alcoholic or something. I don't know. It's but, friend. <laughs> so I knew uh, my other partners, uh, Narel, who was a who was my JC mate at that point of time. Um, she wanted to open like a art studio, cooking space kind of thing, and then she wanted to do a, sort of like a bar at night and then like do events as well. So her friend, uh, Yang, uh, who was also my GC mate at the point of time, and uh, Yang's friend was uh, Jeremy. So what happened was, um, oh my god, sorry. <laughs> what happened was, uh, they found a space uh, at 21 Moonstone Lane, uh, at Poling Building, at the very top level, this rooftop. They thought it was like, very nice, and then they was like, hey, you always wanted to open a bar, right? why don't we open this one? Ah? And then we found a space and stuff like that. Then I was like, okay, uh, why don't I go take a look and stuff? And then uh, she said, uh, oh, uh, the landlord wants us to sign up sign up by tonight. I was like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> so the, apparently there was like another interested party called Jeremy, uh, who I never met before. And then we met at 7pm, I think, at night. It was like opposite my house. Then I met him for the first time. And then we were like, okay, let's just do this. And oh, so going wow. on, we started. And we signed the lease on the day itself. And... Bam. So when you met him, it must have been you guys. What like like kind of like us when we met off the bat, you just felt the right vibe. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. We're kind just of, friends, yeah. you know. That's like, right. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just like these vibes that you feel, and somehow it works. Whereas like some people you could know for a lifetime, and you would know no matter what, it will work. That's right. That's as right. Business partners. Yeah. I mean, that's it's truly been, amazing. It's that's been brilliant. Five years. Five years. I think about four, five years already. Yeah. Oh, maybe not so long. But about that, like few years, it's been a few years really, ever since I've known Jeremy and like, uh, we're still here, we're still friends and we're still business partners, yeah. So, briefly just tell me like, what do you think help, what, what do you think makes the dream work in partnership? Especially since this is someone whom you've never met and along like the last five years, what do you think helps a partnership grow and build and still remain friends and hang out outside of work? I think we went through a lot of up and downs uh, as a whole partnership, right? It's it's four of us, right? And then the two of them are mainly creatives, and the two of us are mainly. Uh, Wait, when you say two of them, you mean? So Nara and Yang, they are in the industry, and then yeah, Jeremy and me, mostly uh, more business minded, I would say. So there was a lot of uh, sort of like conflict at the start, but I think I learned so much from that. To see like different perspective on, on issues really help to push forward the brand and push forward my whole like well sounds that cliche but like character development uh, you know like movie as yeah. But yeah. Um, so when you would you say like when four of you come together and butt heads, mm. how do you resolve it though? Because everyone has an ego, everyone wants to think that right, everyone has an idea, right? Mm. So how do you resolve that and choose an outcome? I think at the end of the day, we know we are still like friends, right? So we always put that aside. But the emotions always come into play. Yeah. You know, there's so many like tears that that's been spilled throughout the whole business. 
but uh, I think there's there should always be like a, a common goal that everyone works towards, yeah. and that's how we achieve, right? It might be just like simple as like sustaining the business yep. for the next week, or like pushing forward for the next day or the next event, and I think everyone wanted that uh, as their sort of like first business, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's just like the sense of like satisfaction and, and achievement that, that I talked about just now. Yeah. And it's sort of like we're just working towards a common goal. Yeah. I think that's very important. And would you say you would take a back seat when it comes to your ego and pride? You would dumb it down in order for every for you to grow and everyone else to be cohesively working together? I think I did swallow my pride quite a few times. I tried to really empathize with the other party. Lah. And uh, yeah, it's a learning point. And uh, you're still here, so. That's amazing and that works. Um, so for me, right, when I've come to Moonstar, I've come here like a few times, I've come here for wedding party, COVID safe, distancing. I've come here a few times for drinks. Their secret, secret menu items actually not the alcohol, it's the fried chicken, please eat the fried chicken, I love it. But every time I come here, it's very unpretentious. It's very welcoming. The service team are all welcoming and, and very friendly. It's like a, and when they work together, it's like a very family-driven environment. Correct me if I'm wrong so far. The decor is in place in terms of it's eclectic and it's messy, but there are a lot of like, still a lot of local, localized, yep. old-school, type so we we, we we try to be real yeah that's what we we try to be yeah. there's no like pretentious shit going on whatever we tell you straight up this is what you're gonna get you know and then uh this is what you're gonna get and then uh but also we we try to support um many artists uh especially local artists um so we do have like some of their paintings up uh that we try to showcase and some of their works up and then uh, we try to do a lot of uh, collaborations with like uh, um Graffiti artists, uh, tattoo artists, and all any any sort of like media, we, we try to we try to push that out there as well. It's it's always about the the community to me. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Mm. So <clears throat> that actually brings me to my next question. So, what is Moonstone's like core identity? Like name three or five, like you know your ethos or like just the, the three main things for you at Moonstone. It's on Isaac, yeah. <laughs> but I think like uh, there's this like phrase that always stuck with me ever since like someone told me what Moonstone is and it was uh, classy trash mm. yeah I feel like internally or inside we're still like people who are fucking trash mm. but we try to like you can't see about it like we try to you know you still like everyone is accepted at Moonstone right there's no like judgement and shit we're still like all trash people but hey know come down have a chat have a drink stuff like that and then uh yeah what i what i said about uh promoting uh, artists and like the community at large uh always been a proponent of that as well um that's basically it just keep it simple i guess and i do think that those things do it does translate when you come here, even as a customer, even for me as a first-time customer, it did translate. And I think that's why I kept coming back, because that vibe to me as a customer is important. I don't really care about flashy places and stuff. I feel like I want to go somewhere where you belong. Because no matter how much you think you're, I don't know, weird or, or cool or 
you know, you're not, whatever it is, you still want to find your own community. And I think that's what Muslim is for me. And Vinny has told me before that they are collab kings. So, yeah. They are the king of collabs, right? So, um, do you think like, was it a pre-COVID thing all along or is it a post-COVID thing? Uh, we started ever since we were at the rooftop uh, bar. Okay. So, for you guys, right, why would you, why would, why did you start doing collabs? Was it just to, you know what I mean, extra marketing or was it something that you guys truly believe in to just work together with other brands? So, like I said, we always wanted to grow with other brands. But I, I feel like it's also an opportunity for us to grow as well. Mm. Um, we've learned a lot through a lot of uh, kitchen collaborations, a lot of pop-ups, you know, we, we, we sort of like uh, borrow a bit of ideas here, learn a bit of techniques there and stuff like that. And then we, we build to like bigger stuff as well. Like people who, who have uh, collab with us have gone on to use this platform or the opportunity that, that, uh, that we have to sort of like grow into bigger brands. And I, I'm so happy for them, yeah. for them to like do that. You mean like, for example, let's elaborate on that a little bit. For example, like, uh, brands who are pop-ups in terms of like maybe Instagram or they don't have a physical store, right? Yeah. So previously, we maybe used to be a co-working space, for example, the right side. Uh, they are a snowboarding trip, uh, skateboarding company now. Um, they used to um, share an office with us at the co-working space at 21 Moonstone. Now they have their own physical space. They have their own uh, bar slash uh, coffee place at Triple uh, One Somerset and they've grown to so much more. And I feel like I'm, I'm so proud of them, like, I mean, as friends and also as like ex ex uh, tenants, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to to, to be, part be part of, of that. that. Yeah, so watching that grow, and you think that it's a very organic thing, right? Like mm. through through these collaborations where people don't have a space to help their catapult into something else, that is also, I think, what Moonstone stands for. And if you go back to the, the three, like the Moonstone's ethos as well, when it comes to community, everything comes back to that. Um, would you like can you name like maybe okay we shouldn't name favorites but like what are like three of your favorite collabs so far in terms of energy and we're not talking about revenue here just the energy and the vibe energy and vibe yeah uh, we did a collab with a uh, long time ago in the past it's, it was with uh, it was called Rooftop so it was like before COVID uh, it was this like rooftop party with like a R&B we work with this really wonderful person called uh, Sophie, she's uh, now with uh, Fat Cat Collective. Um, William DJs who came in and then uh, it was just an awesome party all around. And then there was this uh, bartender, who her name is Jo, she's now sadly back in uh, New Zealand. But uh, she was slinging drinks and she was the most like down-to-earth person you could, you could ever meet, man. Can I, can I swear? Yeah, of course. Yeah, she would be like, oh, you want the water? And then she's like, Chibai la, can you get a fucking vodka? And she's like this New Zealand girl, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like, oh, shit, it's like, you know? Just keep it she's real. Cool. She keep it real, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. And secondly was uh, Greasy Boys. So Greasy Boys is this uh, pop-up. They sting out uh, beef burgers and stuff like that. That was, uh, was, it was one of our biggest biggest pop-up ever, it was, the place was filled, everyone was drinking, just having fun. Pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, just, just having, having fun and stuff like that, enjoying burgers and just like enjoying the company. I thought it was, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Mm. Looking forward to more. Mm. And the third one? Third one. 
Wow. Uh, it's gotta be. I think we did one with uh, ice cream Sundays as well. Oh, the energy was huge. That one was that was really beyond. Uh, that was when we first started. Uh, we did a collab with ice cream Sundays. They are this huge party collective that that sort of like bringing crowds. Uh, that was really beyond what we expected at that point of time. And uh, but the guidance that they showed us through that whole party was was awesome. And that was where. I first met uh, Jeroboam actually. Yeah, because Two Man Bigger House was uh, doing a pop-up there as well. Ah, that was nice. Yeah. Would you say that like, when it comes to pop-up, right, when you say the energy or the vibe is banging, right, is it because of the people you're working with mm. and how they, uh, their customers or the, how they work and all that and energy just transfers? Yeah. So it's, it's like when you know that you can just like gel with someone and you work with someone, it feels, it's like a flow, right? It's like a flow. It's just like, you just trust each other and there's like a, it's like a, it's like a, you know how like musicians always say like, when they play something, like a, like an instrument and they're just like in this like state of, state of mind. So like to me, like when I work with them, like throughout the night, it's just that sort of like, that flow. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's cool to meet people like that and like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. I 100% agree. I think I used to be quite close-minded when it comes to meeting new people because I've been fucked over a lot in my life. But then like, do, do, because of F&B, because of this service industry, you meet a lot of customers, you meet a lot of new people, and then they kind of reinstate humanity in me. And I was going through a lot of like a tumultuous time. And like, I think that's where it brought me to like 2020, where it's like coronavirus, we met himself, whatever bullshit, right? Everybody did it. And then I did the podcast. And then I, after I did a podcast, like everybody who I interviewed, saved me in a certain way and then uh it made me a way more open person in terms of meeting people etc and i think that what he's saying is so right when you have that vibe you attract the same vibe i know it's very cliche people say like your vibe your vibe attract your tribe or some shit like that but it's true and that's when like when i started going out i started meeting new people it just happened like even for him and even for his partner Jones whom I met like first night off the bat we hit it off and we became friends and that's how it is I think that that's why I say like his energy is so inviting and it it lured me in and that's why I keep coming back to Mustafa for the fried chicken maybe it's my parkour maybe it's his parkour also or this this, this thing here <laughs> or, or the fact that he's Makuhita we don't know um, but yeah it's great and then okay so after all of that, right? After five years of doing all this, personally, don't talk about partnerships, right? Do you have any personal struggles? Or is there any point like where you were like really like wanted to call it quits or was it just always like full steam ahead for you? And in terms of that, how do you keep like this positive outlook? Also, right, side note, I was supposed to record the sound, but then I forget to press. So it's not recording anything. <laughs> Can you imagine we go through the whole podcast and then it's no the sound? sound. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but in terms of personal struggles in the past few years, outside of your partnerships, I think I've been working or trying to at least, or like believing that I've been working nonstop. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's tiring uh, on 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 relationships mm -hmm. with like uh, family. With, with partners and stuff like that it's it's been 
I've spent so little time at home, and and so little time uh, with with my loved ones. It's it's a bit hard sometimes, but I sort of like tell myself, I'm still quite young, so I I can like grind. And I push myself. And I feel like also my health sort of like takes a toll. Of course, yeah. Uh, I stopped exercising for close to like two years. Maybe. And uh, I, I want to get back on that, definitely, right? But like, it's, it's been so, I've been so like stressed out, especially like even with COVID and stuff, right? Mm. Uh, but I'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to improve like my self-image and like, and like my... Just my health in general. Yeah. Uh, sort of like I feel like you give me like better confidence to like push even more. Yeah. But yeah. So you feel like the stress on relationships and friends because of time because you're in a bar as well, right? So anytime that people are celebrating and not working, you are have that's when your peak period hits, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's very prevalent. I think that's something people also don't see or don't talk about for service industry folk. Like, they just take it for granted, right? When you go to a bar and it's New Year's, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm here to celebrate my New Year's with my favourite bartender, my favourite bar people. Without thinking that shit, they don't get to spend time yep. with their loved ones. Yep. Um, when hearing this, also, please, next time, you give your favourite bartender or someone a pat on the back because it's not easy mm. to do it is, that. It is not easy. Yeah. So, my, my bartender just, like, gave birth to a kid. Well, he and, didn't. He, his his I mean, partner did. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he just got. He just gave it that. Okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, it was it was hard for him, uh, because like he had to spend New Year's here as well. Um, yeah. But um, we closed on time, ten thirty, and then uh, he actually just uh, we closed. Maybe about he went home about eleven thirty after we closed up. So he, I think he just managed to to meet up with uh, his partner and, and enjoy. So I I thought that was. That's nice, yeah. but at the same time, that having said, brings me back to the business perspective, right? If, when the bar closes at 10 30, do you guys suffer a lot, you think? Of course. Right? 100%. Yeah. So, in terms of, I think, for me as a customer, I love that it closes at 10 30 because I no longer have hangovers the next day. Yeah. Right? Um, and then, in terms of like getting home safe and all that stuff, I feel like it's way safer when you hit stop at 10 30 because you start earlier. Excuse me. Walker soda. But, and also for like like the team spirit, I think it's easier for everyone to also make plans after, spend mm. time with your family and whatnot for yep. occasions, right? But in terms of revenue, like how big a toll has it taken on the business? Quite a bit. So I think we can still see it now. Yeah. Um, our crowd usually comes in a bit later. So even now, they come in about 9.30 after their dinner and stuff like that because we are more prominently known as a, as a bar, bar yeah. or a drinking, drinking space. Um, and then when they come in at 9.30, it gives them like half an hour to order and then finish by 10.30 yeah. as, as well. So, so number of drinks get cut down. Yeah, so our, our peak revenue used to hit around like 11 p.m., 11.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's that just it's just gone now. Yeah, it's just like the whole part is, is just reduced. Do you also think that that's where the pop-ups come in and it helps a little bit? Of course, definitely, definitely. So um, sometimes we open a bit earlier because the pop-ups also need to come in and uh, prepare and then they also want to like engage with their customers more so they have more time. Yeah. So that sort of like lengthens the, the time we, we spend at the shop and, and we can like have drinks. Yeah. So after everything we've said, this is the last topic. I know he wants to leave because he's like camera shy. But like when it comes to advice, in terms of everything we just said, even what you literally just said, 
terms of advice for people out there in this scene or whatever, like like the service industry, um, what would you advise people on a personal front and on the partnership front? Because you know he's really young. He's not even 30 years old. He's like this hustler right now. I think just keep grinding. When you say grind though, it's very like, do you know what I mean? It's very like, you have to be more specific. Like I think like, he's given up a lot personally for his work. And I think like the service industry is not an easy industry to tap into. I feel like during this COVID period, a lot of people are starting new businesses because everybody's stuck in Singapore. But I also think that you need a long-term game plan not just like for the next few years until you know what I mean? when people start traveling uh, we're gonna see a lot of businesses close I feel of course, of course. Um, so in terms of personal side right keep grinding yes but grind smart I would say yeah I would always say. have time for yourself I guess yeah that yeah. that too even if it's like even if it's like 20 minutes mm-hmm. you know just like sometimes like on the way home uh I'll just like take a breather outside for, for, for 20 minutes, just take a nice quiet stroll because everyone's gone at 10 30, you know, and then it's just time for myself to just like breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Just like breathe and just like okay, you know, this today is done. I I, I try to I try to stop thinking about work yeah. for a while before I head home and then like and it's just just take time for yourself. Yeah, I think I think it's really important. Even if it's like short pockets of time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so important, right? A hundred percent agree. A hundred and fifty percent agree. I think I, I think I sorry. No, no, go ahead. I used to, I used to not do that. I used to like oh I'm on the phone with like suppliers and stuff like that. Continue like continue continue and then like texting them at one a.m. two a.m. But like, that really takes a toll on you, uh. Yeah. It's. It's really, really tiring, not just like emotionally, mentally as well. Mm, so even, also. yeah, just like five there minutes, were, 10 minutes. Last time when I didn't really? understand that, um, I used to work maybe like every day, then I have a kid, then I also don't care about, not say I don't care, but like, you know, like work just comes first and everything, yeah. work just comes first. Yeah. And like, it'd be like morning, I wake up all the way because we sell coffee already after this, you have to, to think and ideate and plan. And it ends at 11 p.m. and then non-stop, 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 non-stop. And then like, I'll just fall very ill one time. And then whenever I fall ill, I'm like, okay, wait, we need to hold back. But now that I'm a bit older, I feel like what he says is so true. Like, it's just time for yourself. Even like, you soak your feet in hot water, some bullshit, like yeah, some, yeah. some silly things, yeah. small things. Doesn't have to be a vacation because we can't travel. Taking time for yourself is very important, I feel. So and, important. And as for partnerships? I think cherish the relationships, yeah right now like partnerships they can just be partnerships right Mm. but i feel like your business partners are your friends as well and like you know go out with them and 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 get to know them better and stuff like that you know just take the time off for yourself do you think that business partners who are also friends and genuinely care about each other capitalize more than just if like we were both thinking about the money Yeah, I think that's important. It's like project work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know? Not just about outcome, but about growing together as people. Yeah. Yeah. And you sort of like have that 
you need trust within each other. Like, and you know, even though you argue about so much shit and stuff like that, at, at, the, at the end, right, you, you got to understand that you are still friends. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That you, it's okay to fight. Fighting is, is, is normal. You know, yeah, it's to get a, a positive outcome to help build your business. You, you've got to have different opinions. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If not, yeah. it'll just be stagnant. Correct, correct. correct. Yeah. I agree. But that's it. Thank you, Vinny. We have no more time. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now, can you do Makuita? Please. Come on. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. Thank you, this shy guy, because the shy guy opened up to me. What a sweetheart. Come to Moonstone, eat fried chicken. Thank you.